Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Yo. Yo. What's going on, kid? Not much. How are you? I'm great, man. Good. Anything going on in life? No, not really. Yeah, we see each other quite a bit. Just 15 hours ago. Yeah, did not have a whole hell of a lot happen. I had something sort of interesting happen. Not really, but I had uh, an appointment this morning, a doctor's appointment this morning, and it was... I don't know, it doesn't matter what kind of appointment it was, but the person that I was seeing, I'd never met this person before, never talked to this person before, you know, it's just, I'll uh, probably never see this person again. A and, doctor? Uh, yeah, a type of doctor, again, I don't have to get into it. Well, but, I'm interested. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a doctor. I mean, he's, he's, he's technically a, a doctor, a I guess. A chiropractor? No, although I've thought about that. Uh, he's like, I think it's, I don't want to give it away because I don't want to get him in trouble, but it's, I guess they call it like a... Why would you get him in trouble? A wellness doctor? I'm saying I don't want to, you know, say something bad or slander his profession. He's a wellness doctor? He calls himself a doctor, I think. I don't know. So, anyway. No. What? No. I I think he calls himself a doctor. I don't know more. I mean, I couldn't tell you more because... I th- what does he do? Like acupuncture, sp- pain stuff, and so like he has oh, someone there who does. Neck. He has yeah, he has someone there who does uh, chiropractic, but that scares me. I, I'm not here to bash chiropractors. I know like Brooke is is dying to go to one soon. I she, took my she son to one. He loved it. Yeah, uh, fixed him in like two days. My mom used to go when she was a kid. I think that's why I'm scared because I used to go with my mom when I was a kid. I had to sit there and wait. And I would watch them snap her neck, and I always thought it, she was going to die. Like it looked like they were killing her. Just I don't, I'm not big on hey, pop my back. That's not something. Right. You know, I, I'm not a big like. I wish I could just crack my neck a little bit more. Well, I will thing. tell you my doctor because I I didn't know there was a conspiracy. Uh, not conspiracy, but I didn't know there was any controversy around chiropractors. Okay, had never heard it. Just because you know, I know they go to school for a long time. It's just a different type of doctor. I didn't know there was any controversy, but apparently there is some. Yeah. For sure. And so, you know, uh, my youngest hurt his back, and I was like, well, I'll just take, take him to a chiropractor. And then there's this big blow up. Like, like you know, that was your instinct. It's like, well, his back's hurting. Maybe we take him to a chiropractor. Yeah. And see. yeah. Right. Uh, and there's this big blow up. And then, you know, I think one of his doctors was like, absolutely not. You know, one of his doctors? Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. And I was like, all right. Well, I don't know. So then. Uh, is it an orthopedic doctor? Is that right? Do they work on backs and yeah, stuff, right? Yeah. So I was like, well, where do you take them? And they said, you know, go to an orthopedic doctor. I'm like, okay. So I took him to an orthopedic doctor. The orthopedic doctor, you know, says, hey, this is what's wrong with him. He's got this, he's got this, he's got this. I'm like, well, you know what, man? I have an appointment for a chiropractor tomorrow. I didn't know there was a bunch of controversy. And he's like, oh, you should take him. Oh, really? So the, uh, the orthopedic, the orthopedic doctor, said yes, that? goes, okay. yeah, take him. And I said, okay. And then he said, you know, just... I, I think the only thing he said was like, you know, like a doc, like any doctor or any other profession, there's bad ones. 
Sure. And that sometimes they want you to come in like two, three times a week. Yeah. And because they make I've more money. He's too. like, but, you know, and if this guy starts to say that, then come back and talk to me. He's like, but really, my son went there once. He gave him exercises to do. He watched him do them in front of him. He kind of bent him around a little bit, bent his legs a little bit. And he said, come back in next week. Came back in next week. He said, did you do all these exercises? He's like, yeah. He's like, all right, let's do them again. I want to make sure that you're doing them right. And he said to me, he goes, yeah, he doesn't need to come back. If his back hurts, well, that's uh, good. email me. You know, and we can talk about it if it comes back. But he's good. I have heard of the, the, the complaint that a chiropractor will right. say, come back every month, right. or every two weeks, right. or whatever, and that it never ends. That was the only thing. But, and this guy, you know, he played sports, played college football. Right. And so, you know, I think, uh, then I asked my doctor before that, I was like, hey, should I take him? He's like, yeah. My doctor said he takes his kid to him. My, he it, said, just make, he's, to me, he said, make sure that they're one that's well-versed in sports. Well, I was going to so say, I looked I've it up and there was a sports there are, guy. I've heard, someone was telling me this summer that they overheard a conversation at the pool where these people were arguing about real doctors, fake doctors. And one of the guys who was in this argument said that he was a, Youth sports chiropractor. Yeah. So I don't know what how youth that is. Like if it's high school, you know, we weren't. I wasn't a part of this conversation at all. I didn't even hear it. But the, my friend who overheard it was like, "Do they do? Is there chiropractic for kids?" And I was like, "I don't know. I, I think they do it for babies." I never heard of it for babies. Yeah. Really? Boy, that feels like the kind of thing I could see on one of those undercover, you know, twenty twenties back or I don't know. I right. guess uh, yeah, twenty twenty in the nineties when they go in there and they're showing an infant and they're like, "Is this okay?" I can't, I mean, just based on, all I know about chiropractic is, like I said, seeing my mom have it done. I don't right. know how you do that to a baby without scaring I don't know if they the do the same thing. I, think I know, they just I'm move sure they don't. That's what I'm saying. Stuff. Okay. Because I don't know I if they're like cracking their necks like that. But right. I'll be honest with you, I mean, he kind of, you know, he pulled my youngest legs, boom. I've seen some women do that. And then he kind of put there pressure on his back, and then he had them, str- it was really kind of more stretching. They do pop babies, though. I've seen them pop yeah. their arms. There's a video, or I, I, I know I can remember this vaguely. I, uh, that, by the way, the I, this guy's listening, woman. I don't know if he does that or not. I, there was, uh, I don't know, there was in, maybe one other person in there when I was there. Did something And they were pop? not a baby, they were an adult. What, what, did something pop when he had his thing done? Like, was that part of it? He took it his pop. leg, and he went, it didn't pop, but okay. he pulled it, and uh, Chacho started laughing. Okay. And then, honestly, we got in the car, and said, how do you feel? And he couldn't stop smiling. And I'm not endorsing it. I don't know. Right. But I got in the car, and said, how do you feel? He started laughing. He's like, I've never felt better in my life. He's like, I'm right. happy. I'm like, what? That's crazy. Right, yeah. He's like, and, you know, he was out for four or five days because his back hurt. Fine. And wow. hasn't come back to hurt him at all. Uh, and he gives him these exercises to do when he does it. it. There's p- plenty like of people that argue. He holds two kettlebells and just walks and keeps his shoulders straight. He said he was kind of leaning to one side when he did stuff. Get his posture back, hold weights, and then tension bands left and right. He, he, said, he said his back problem was his core. That his core wasn't sure. strong, so he needed to get his core strong because he's using his back to lift stuff, but he gets his core stronger you know, he'll use all of his body, and that was it. And really, two times, he's like, yeah, you don't need to see me anymore. You're good. People swear by it. I yeah. mean, I've heard, I know plenty of people are loyal to But he was super nice. And yeah. I was like, you know, what do you, man, when you walk around, are you like, he's like, yeah, you know, he's like, the one thing is like, you know, you kind of got to just, nobody wants to hear from you. Yeah. In the sense that they either come here or they don't. He's like, you know, but you could be walking around the store and be like, man, 
that guy's walk is way off. If I could just <laughs> yeah, help him, no, he's right. going to have serious yeah. problems when he gets to be 80. He's like, I see, and I just keep my mind, you know what I mean? He's like, you know, it's none of my Crazy. business. He's like, I'm like, that's a weird thing in your life because the. Like, if you're a doctor, I'm sure you walk around and you see people who are unhealthy. Yeah. But you're but not you necessarily not like, boy. Them. Right. But as a chiropractor, you walk around like, man, that guy's walk is way off. Inside of the he foot need, on this one. That right, means yeah. his femur is his doing knee, this. He's going to have a knee replacement surgery in six years. I'm sure he can see it. Yeah. You know? So I, I just thought that was funny. But I, like I said, I don't have a dog in the fight. I've never been. You've never done it? Never been. Uh, I'd like to after seeing Chacho go to this guy. Because I've never really had any serious amount of pain. Yeah. And then now that I'm older, you know, sometimes I wake up and my back hurts or something. But I'm like, yeah. that just, you know, being, you know. Getting older. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it can't You know, get like bad. Louis C.K., it's just like, you know, my ankle old hurts. And I'm like, I, so I just assumed he couldn't do anything for it. Because I, honest to God, never knew that. I know they're going to school forever. I had a buddy of mine whose brother was one. And he was going to school. I'm like, how long do you go to school to do that? It's like six years or something. I'm like, Jesus, man. So you didn't know that it was controversial until Chacho? Yes. Went? Oh, okay. No idea. I just thought people went if they had, you know, a bum leg or something. And the guy, the, the doctors, I don't know. I don't actually. Like, so, like, I didn't know there was, like, you know, the people who were upset with me. We're like, him? well, you've never been to one. I'm like, I never went to a brain surgeon either. Yeah. I, nobody told me I needed one. I don't have pain. Right. So why? Well, how's this any different? Like. Yeah. I really didn't know. Yeah, I'm was curious unaware. who is. I wonder what the oh my god, I've gone to a liver him. doctor. You know what I mean? There's a lot of doctors I haven't been yeah. to that you know. I assume one day I may have to go see. Yeah, uh, and I, if my back really hurts and I can't walk around, I would go see a chiropractor. But his first doctor was like no to the chiropractor. Yes, interesting. That's, and then the like orthopedic it, doctor was like yes, and then my doctor was like yeah, it's good. The orthopedic doctor was for it. Yes, I did. I mean that. I, I guess it surprises me. I, I I don't know orthopedics. I had to bring the sheet home. I said, "Put that in the sheet." And it, he wrote in it, you know, should uh, keep his chiropractic appointment. And then both of them basically just said, you know, if they do a lot of stuff and actually come back in three days a week, stop. Then it's never. But ending, I feel yeah. like that would be the same if I went to a doctor and they're like, "Come back next week. Yeah, come back next week. Back, right? I'm the same thing. Right? Of course, you should be able to pick up on that. Some people might just love it though and think they feel so great when they leave there that they want to keep paying for it, and that's fine too. But no, I've never done it. I've been to an orthopedist, but the whole point with those is they just give you, they offer you surgery. I mean, they look you over. Their their job, from what I can tell, and people, I'm sure I'm totally ignorant. They to this, X-ray them and everything. Yeah, they X-ray you and they tell you. Oh, you're saying the chiropractor did? No, 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 no. Oh, okay, the, the or the big yeah. doctor. They, you go there. They X-ray you. You know, in my case, they said, "Here's what's wrong with your neck. It's going to hurt for about 30 years, probably, because we could do surgery and speed this process up." Some Why don't you just go to a chiropractor? Fusing. Well, because uh, one, there is controversy, so I don't know. Okay. Two. Watching my mom have those adjustments done, now she swore by it, but it's, it really scared me as a child. But three, the big one for me is that in the beginning when my neck hurt, doctors would say, well, you know, try um, stretching and, and go get massages. Try that. It did not take me very long to realize that if I go to get they a massage... They didn't mean the massage parlors that you go <laughs> no, to. I know. But not it didn't the take yankee me long my to... wanky. <laughs> no, well, but... I go to that. Like, that always feels better after, but yeah, I'm not sure yeah, it helps yeah. or not. No, but the actual, you know, middle of the day, uh, strip mall, uh, not Vegas strip mall, but, uh, you know, like Prairie Village strip mall massages, I would do that, and every time, it took until the next morning... But my neck would hurt so bad, I, I couldn't move for a day. I would throw up. It took, so I learned, like, if they're going to, you know, do anything back there, they can't actually touch 
my neck. And I get nervous, uh, the thought of them really going anywhere above the right. shoulders at all. So well, I will say he didn't go above his shoulders. It, the thought of popping my neck scares me even more. What if they pop it, and then it's instead of one day of vomiting and migraines, it's a week, or they do some sort of damage. Also because well, I guess that's I the same with it if you go to a neck surgery. Well, place, that's why I didn't right? do the surgery. Right, right. It's, it's interesting because my doctor said you're not don't more scared of them than anybody else. No, I'm scared of messing with my neck. Right. Yes. I get that. I'm, I'm less scared of a chiropractor than the surgery. I think the surgery would work, but it's scary. And right. my doctor told me, he's like, you're not an athlete. Actually, he said to me, you're not Peyton Manning. You don't need the surgery. <laughs> if they say it'll get better in 30 years, it'll get better in 30 right. years. Now, he later said, I'm sorry I was wrong, because he was like, I didn't realize how much pain you were in and right. how often. He's like, but now it's you're halfway there, you know, or over halfway there until it's supposed to be done hurting, so don't go get the surgery now. Right. So, anyway, so you're at yeah. this... So I'm at this thing. But it's not a chiropractor. It's not a chiropractor, but it's supposed to be, because I'm curious, people who are against chiropractors outside of surgery, what what do you do? I, I, I mean, who do you go see? Are you anti-chiropractors, but you're pro-acupuncture? You know, what, right. what is it? Is there a specialist that you see other than an orthopedic surgeon for... Pain, joint pain, all that stuff. And look, I know people, there's already people on the Twitch, twitch.tv slash search labs are like, you know, chiropractors, I had no idea. They're upset with them. Yeah. All I can tell you is my experience. And the orthopedic doctor that I took my kid to, he didn't suggest I brought up, hey, I didn't know, like, I didn't, I, to be honest with you, an orthopedic doctor, I thought maybe they worked. I'm an idiot, and I'm gonna. Sign, I'm just gonna. I have a feeling you know, I know what you're gonna say. I thought they worked on. You know, I thought they were like podiatrists. They give you uh, orthotics, mm-hmm. right? I was That's like, yeah, it's a guy who like helps your feet and legs. I know a podiatrist does that too, but I don't know. They're probably all on the same like lower extremity thing. Yeah. I was like, I had no I'm idea they doctor. worked on the back. Right? You just say these things. Like I went there, they're like, take him to an orthopedic. I'm like. In my head, I'm like, oh, I don't, his back hurts. But yeah. I took him because everybody was yelling at me. Well, So I took him, and then I, I, he didn't say it, but I did bring up that he had a chiropractic appointment. And he was like, good, take him to it tomorrow. I mean, that's an orthopedist telling you that, so yes. I think that that's... I, right. I don't know. I don't know what. The I'm not going to say is. any names because people on Twitter are already fired. <laughs> I'm like, you know. I know. I've tried looking online before. I'll even try... You know, giving the subjective uh, or suggestive uh, input into Google and say <clears throat> chiropractors are a scam or whatever and try and find it. But I can't find when you just look up WebMD or any of these websites you see a lot for medical stuff. They just say, here's what a chiropractor is. Here's where they can help. I never see these big warnings that say these right. are not actual doctors. I hear that from people often. But I don't exactly know. And you look, Twitch, you could tell me this is what you right. need to go find out or this is why it's not real or maybe it's not regulated enough. I don't know. But I know that that debate exists, and so that probably scares me a little bit. But this doctor's supposed to be, he might do acupuncture. I don't know. I, he, didn't, he wasn't advertising that he did, but I, I'm pretty sure that in their building they do. I know they do chiropractic. But I'm just thinking, like, what can this guy offer? It doesn't matter. The point is, I'd never met this guy before, and I had not talked to him at all other than, hi, how are you? Nice to meet you. That's it. He's got my name, mm-hmm. and he's got a hello. While I am sitting there... And uh, as I'm getting ready to describe, you know, okay, why are you here? Your neck hurts. But I'd already written most of that stuff down, filled out the forms before I came in. He just starts talking about Israel. And he starts telling me that uh, he really hates the squad. Um, He is totally pro-Israel. He can't understand how anyone could be pro-Palestine. I mean, this was really something because I'm sitting there and I texted Brooke when I left the doctor's office. I said, what is it? about me right. that made him think that it was safe to have this conversation? Or do you think he just has that conversation with everyone right now? But the weird thing is, I'm assuming 
the latter as we're talking. But then at the end, he's he's like whispering. He's like, "Well, thanks for letting me get on my soapbox." You know, I could I could tell that. You know, right. you're, you're someone I could talk to about this. I'm like, why? Right, right. What, what did I do? I mean, I don't know. Is it? I've got right. a shirt on that says "Catch a Plant Buzz." I right, guess. Like, right, yeah. Are you just thinking like, yeah? He's but, but he was also talking trash on you know liberals, and he he said like both parties are totally blah blah blah. I just thought what a strange thing, especially for a first time patient. You'd think you'd find you know talk that's a little less polarizing. He didn't say you know anything. I guess that crazy. Uh, or necessarily mean-spirited, but it was very political, and he was very passionate about it, and he went on a solid half hour, 30 minutes of him talking. We were done with him examining me, and he continued to talk for another 20 minutes. And I was like, good Lord, man. And that's honestly part Hmm. of the reason probably I wouldn't go back there anyway. But... doesn't well, seem that so there's a whole chiropractors lot of don't hold uh, an MD, so they no, aren't medical, they are not doctors, medical doctors. But they graduate that. with a doctor of chiropractic degree, which people will say, "What?" They that, do though? have extensive training in chiropractic care and are licensed practitioners. Chiropractors begin their education by getting an undergraduate degree with a focus on the sciences. After graduation, they move on to a four-year chiropractic program mm-hmm. with classes and hands-on experience, and then. A residency that lasts between two and three years. You're talking 11, 12 years? So they do the, uh, the chiropractic year, school, right? and, then the four, and then, they, and then right. four, and then a two-year residency. Right. But it's that doctor of chiropractic that it seems to be so polarizing, because at least from what I have found to people being critical, they say, that's not a real thing. What does that mean? That's like saying I'm a PhD of microphones, right? Because you went... That someone decided to set up a school and say, "Well, what we teach here is for you to become." Twelve years to get through it. I I better be a PhD. Exactly. (laughs) The Church of Laszlo. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as thirty minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yo! Yo! All right, what's going on? Well, Mr. Baseball, I saw uh, people talking about this online. It started with a discussion about baseball. There were rules that were changed this year in the MLB to yeah. try and speed up the game. I did yeah. not see what the average... Uh, at the beginning of the season, like maybe a couple weeks in, they had told us that the there game was, was shortened they by make like some changes, but 20 not a lot. minutes no. to 30 minutes even. Yeah. Does that sound right? But I haven't seen anything about that lately. I don't know if that continued. And they were also trying to increase runs, I guess, make it easier. And I was trying to think, what were all the changes? They did change the stuff about the bases, were the bases right? So would that be the thing that increases 
the runs? It must be because I don't remember Never anything else. They teams. they had the the clock right. and then they made the bases bigger and then outside of that. Those are the there things that we talked more. about. I don't remember. Maybe though. there was. I know that they've talked about doing things to like. To be honest with you, the first couple of weeks, I was like, oh, look at that. There's a pitch clock. And now I don't even notice it. Yeah, you're just used to it. I don't even notice it. And do they do, they've got the pitch clock. Do they also do the, uh, I thought they were going to start to slowly integrate the, the digital referee. Like, and I know that the ump will still be there doing his job because they don't want to get rid they of the ha- ump, but they, they it, it could be there to look the at. The strikes and balls, good, but they did that in some minor leagues. Okay, I saw they did it in minor leagues. Like they were using so a that. lot of things they try out in the minor leagues and see how it goes. Yeah, they move the pitching mound up, move the pitching mound back, right? Like they they try like in all these different leagues, different things, and then they see what worked, right? And so Which they did with the pitch clock first, and they've right, done. And one of the things I read was like the only people there was like two major league pitchers who had never used a pitch clock. Oh, really? Yeah, because they'd because all been, been in a minor league of some, some sort yeah. and had to use it like in a real... I think it was like... It might have been Verlander and Grinky who had never used it before. Coming into this season? Yeah, they're like, they'd never done it. Everybody else had at least pitched in the inning with a pitch clock yeah. on them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've seen in those minor league games where they even have the Oh, yeah, the, the shift lights. was the other thing. Oh, the shift. Right, okay, the that shift. was They got the rid of the thing. shift. Well, you know, it's playoff time now, so the season, we can kind of look thank back you, and see Mo the average. Girl. Yes, thank you. The... What, what did they put it out here? Is it actually an average of 300? Because they were hoping that people's batting averages would go up. Yeah, they're saying 300. So there's still, you know, 300 is, that's a, if you're hitting 300, you're, 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 you're hitting well. Right, right, so what is that now? So, so the reason this came up is people were saying, I guess, first of all, that these rule changes didn't really increase hits all that much. Like they thought it might okay. or increase averages all that much at least. So they were saying... What other things, what other professions would you be considered good at your job if oh, you had if a, 30 per, a 30% time. success rate? And I thought, okay, it's a little different because you are doing more than just hitting. But we'll, let's, we can go with this. That's fine. No, but I mean, if you were a DH. Yeah. Then, so, then that's I mean, it. Right. Yeah, and by DH, the way, you can, you can be an even worse fielder if you're hitting over 300. They'll be like, okay, make some mistakes out there. Because I remember when they put when the Tigers put Miguel Cabrera at third base, and people were like, uh, "He's not a great fielder," and the manager was like, "Who cares?" Right? Like we'll give up those couple of errors for his batting, Hitting. right? Yeah. So, no, it makes sense. And thirty percent is is fair because I mean, you agree. Well, Deion Sanders just talked about it not too long ago in an interview. They asked him what the hardest sport was, the hardest thing he ever did. And he said, trying to hit a baseball. Well, that's what they've always said, right? Yeah, and, and it's, a round o- it's, it's a round object you're hitting with a round object. Yeah. It's kind that's of like crazy. shooting a bullet with a bullet. I mean, right, yeah, And it's, it's crazy. coming at you so fast, you really don't. It's so crazy to me that you're not lo- looking at the ball so much as you're looking at the pitcher and as the a hand. pro and just watching his hand, right? Yeah. And trying to see how he's releasing that ball. Once you get used to how this guy throws the ball and hope Scouting that you can predict where everything. that ball's going to be. Right. And, and then, you're always like, and people who play baseball know this, you know. It, you're, it, it's yes, 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 yes. You don't have time to decide whether it's a ball or a strike. So you have to go up to bat because it's coming so fast. Even in younger leagues, it's coming so fast that you have to be, I'm swinging at this. before. Like, I'm swinging. And then it's yes, 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 yes. No. That's right. Not, that way, you, start with you yes. don't have a des- time to make two decisions. Yeah. You only have time to make one decision. So the only decision is, I'm swinging, I'm swinging, I'm going to swing. No, I'm not. Yeah. The only decision you have to make is no. That's yeah. crazy to think about, but you know, when you play it and it you talk sense. to people about it, that's it. And you'll hear it said a million times. It's yes, 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 no. That's it. When I go up, I'm swinging. 
And so that no is coming from the that Very last, last moment second, of seeing like, the ah, hand. It's a ball. Okay. Yes, 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 no. Don't they say that in soccer well, when you they should do be the moving penalty kicks? and everything like you're going to swing? So if you see kids stand up there and they're not moving or anything, they're already out. Okay. We're already out. Interesting. Right. Well, if you're trying to think like, is it a ball? Is it not a ball? It's because you see you're out. Yeah. Right. And being a you know a dad of a pitcher, a little kid pitcher, he'll say all the time like that kid wasn't even wasn't even he starting knows. to swing. He knows. He's an out. I th- someone told us that in soccer, I think they told us this that when they do the penalty kicks, the the keep is actually just jumping Guessing. one way or the other, and it's basically. Jimmy told us that was it. Him, I didn't want to put words in his mouth yeah. if he wasn't the one who said it, but I was thinking it might have been him. That he's like, he said there'll be scouting reports sometimes, like you know, like anything. See how like, often the person you know, kicks eighteen this out direction. of fifty times he kicked it left and high. So yeah. you know, you're thinking left and high, but then you're also thinking maybe he knows something. I when they won. The championship, Jimmy told, you know, they came out there with those yeah, papers. I know. And he's reading papers. And I was like, like what was on those papers? Photos. He's like, they were blank. Yeah. All of them were blank. It was just me trying to let those guys know, like, I know where you're going. He's like, yeah. I had no idea where it was going. Yeah. You, and then he said, you just dive yeah. and take, take a guess. That's yeah. it. And hope that you predict it. So people were bitching and saying, look, you know, baseball, this 30% success rate, that doesn't work in any other industry. But uh, some of the people were quick to point out, like, no, there's... There's definitely okay. other industries what are they? I'm where thirty percent success rate can can be considered uh, a success overall. Well, debt collection. I thought that was kind of a funny. Okay, one. no, that's true. But it's true. If you're a debt collector and you're buying debt, because you buy it on pennies on the dollar. Yep. And then if you can just get, I'll so bet like if you owe Chase, say high. you owe Chase thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and you don't pay it after one hundred and eighty days, and they don't sue you, which they could, mm-hmm. but then they sell it to a debt collector. When you get a debt collector that's not Chase calling you. And it's somebody else, and they've bought the debt. your fifty thousand dollar debt for five hundred bucks. Yep. Because she's like, you're not getting it. So, and then they'll come to you and say, like, hey, you got to pay the fifty thousand dollars, and you're like, no. And pretend like but, it matters. But, but sometimes you'll try to pay that off. You'll make a deal with them, and they'll be like, all right, you know what? I'll cut you a deal. I'll let you have it for five grand or something. They'll never go that low to start. But they will because it's just a money game. Yep, and they act like they're getting angry and angry. Right. I've never understood what the benefit is of paying off that debt collector, though. If they're not taking you to court and there is, it's already, gone into, co- there is. It's it's already gone into collections at this point, your credit, that's considered, you, you defaulted on that debt, right. right? Because the creditor said they defaulted on it, and then they sold off that debt to someone who's like, well, yeah, and get some I, money most here. of those debt, I don't know if all of them, most of those debtors can't take it off your credit anyway. Well, that's what I'm saying. By then, it's already right. Chase can it's take already, it off exactly. Your it's already done so its you credit owe thing. Chase a lot of money right now, and I'm just using myself as an example. Yeah. But if you owe them a lot of money and you don't plan on paying it, you got it. They won't make a deal with you under 180 days. Yeah. Or if you're paying it, but if you get to that point where you're like, I'm not paying it, then they'll cut a deal with you. But that'll go on your credit. Yeah. It'll say credit paid off at a lesser price or something, which will go against your credit. But I know there's ways, and not everybody will do it, but I know there's ways to have them take that off, too. To get them to remove it from it? Yes, I mean, where they, they can, can just say off, credit, but. done. But you got to put that in the deal when you do it. Well, the point is, if Chase, we're using Chase here, if Chase is the one calling you, they're the ones who can affect your credit. My point is yes. that once and a they debt have bankers who it, can right exactly. Well, they what, have bankers who can cut deals. I with don't you. know what good it does you to pay the debt collector once Nothing. it's already gone into collections. So Nothing it's over. The problem right, is know? it still stays on your record as an unpaid. Debt. Even if you pay it, yeah, right. because it went into collections. But I think exactly. even if you don't pay it, it stays as an unpaid debt. And default or whatever. That seven-year default, I don't think is true. And I'm only using people can correct me. I think if, so. Say. I'm a debt collector, and I buy your debt, right? Mm-hmm. And seven years from there, now I bought your debt. 
Someone else can buy that debt from me. It's not the original debt to Chase. It's how long that debt I'm just, has been out. Right. I'm just saying from the time that it hits your credit report, oh, they right, say right, it right, takes right. seven yeah, years so for it to go away. Seven, they can still come after you sure. if somebody else buys they it. They could keep calling me from right. old, maybe from and then 20, another, But another debt collector could buy that debt. Sure. From that, So they bought it for 500 but Another debt collector would be like, I'll buy it for 50 cents. It can't affect my credit anymore. It's, it's as bad as over. it's going to get. Exactly. It's done. But I think a 30% success rate, I'm just guessing, would probably be really good in debt collection. I mean, If yeah. you could get 30% of people to pay, you know, just look at it that way, 30% of people to pay 100% of the debt, I'm, I'm just guessing, but I got to think that that would make you a really, really, really good debt collector. So there's one. Now, someone else said this, and there was a little bit of debate, but a defense attorney. Some people said if you've got a 30% success rate as a defense mm. attorney, depending on what kind of defense attorney you are, that that could be considered good. I would think that as a defense attorney, I don't know anything about it, my guess in the dark would be, that you'd want at least 50%, right? And a lot of defense attorneys like to brag and boast about the fact that they've only lost a few cases or never right. lost a case or whatever. I would think 30% seems low, but maybe it's not for a defense attorney. Some people oh, online man, seem to think getting, that it, yeah. was, it was good. And it, if you're just a general defense attorney, that 30% would actually be a, a good winning percentage. I, and maybe that's true. Maybe, I, don't know. I don't know. Like a full win? Yeah, like they, That they, sounds good to me. Only yeah. because like... Uh, you know, that would take away, like, plea bargain deals. Well, yeah, if they're pleading out, yeah, or whatever. Right, I but that would take that away. Would. Yes, it would have so to be... So it would have to be a full win. So, like, how many pleas did I get you, and then how many full wins? So now you're probably starting to talk about a pretty good number. I think you're talking about innocence here. not guilty. Here. That's that you got the not guilty verdict, and you're innocent, you're exonerated right. crimes, and it's 30% over. is pretty good, actually. But there man. are those defense attorneys who say, like, I've never lost a case. But I think they... Some of those people are so elite... That they're taking only very specific cases. The average defense right. attorney you go call on higher. I guess my question is, I'm not framing it well. Is that 30% number, you charged me with DUI. Mm-hmm. I'm your attorney, and I got it down to reckless driving. Right. Is that a win or right. a loss? Not what they're saying here. I think they're saying that they're just talking about 30% success would be not guilty. So but if I'm they not, get you guilty not guilty of DUI. Right, I guess you, you see got what the I'm lesser saying? You got me So th- but, depends on how that. Yeah, what, that stat seems like I'd need to dig in a little bit more. They were saying exonerate, and of course these are guesses too. Like people are saying, I think that a thirty percent success rate. If you could get thirty percent of people a not guilty verdict, then that that would be a success. And with what you're saying, pleading and all that stuff, the deals that you make with the prosecution, thirty percent not guilty probably is really, really good. good. If that if that doesn't include me getting you guilty of a yeah. lesser charge, but and certainly if you are a general defense attorney, I've never been found not guilty. Uh, ah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I've no. been found not guilty of this, but well, guilty people, of this, and now uh, time served. And most people never go to trial. And ninety right. whatever percent never go to trial. The courts well, don't trial, want you to go yeah. to trial, and and they it's all want to work out a deal. And so th- that's how they get it done. There's way too many cases waiting in the system, so they just want to get deals. Whatever we can get this person to agree right. to, and, and then with they them, use that against you. Which that always bothers me. I've never really been not guilty anyway. But that always bothers me that the prosecutor then says, well, we can go to trial by jury, but if you waste this court's time with trial by jury and you're found guilty, he's going to throw the book at you. Right. Like, I don't like that. What's the punishment? Just tell me what the punishment is. Right. What is this throwing the book at me? Because right. you, you don't because like I that I exercise my right for a jury trial? Yeah. I remember that my lawyer telling me. me that. Right. I've heard him tell me that a million times. Like, you know what? Just take this deal because if we go to trial by jury, he's going to throw the book at you. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, why wouldn't it just be... Hey, this is the crime. This is uh, how many years you can do for it, and this is what we're going to charge you with. That's it. 
And because this is the punishment here. Right. And I mean, I get the judge can have some leeway based on is the person showing signs of remorse and those types of things. But say I'm going to throw the book at you because you exercised your right to go to I don't even care about that. Hey, murder's 15 years. I'm fine with that, too. 20 years, whatever it is, right? Stealing a car, this is it, right? Like, why are we giving these judges, like, all this leeway to be like... Because the truth is, and people say, well, but there are so many nuances. I get it. But that's what prosecutors do. They say, okay, this woman had a gun, shot this woman, attempted to kill her, but... Because it was really her seriously homicidal uh, then I would, boyfriend right, who forced then I would her to do it, we're going to the change the charges. charges last, that's, not the judge. that's what they do. The prosecutors already have this in place where they right. go, hey, yes, exactly. picking up a gun and shooting someone, there is nuance, so that's why we're going to charge her with this. Meanwhile, right. the person down the street did the exact same thing, but wasn't being forced to do it by a homicidal serial killer boyfriend, right, yeah. we're going to charge them with first-degree right. murder. That's, that's my thing. And let the prosecutor The judge do just that. says, are they guilty or not? Here's right. the punishment for that in this state. Now, here's another. We're talking about things that 30% success rate would be considered good because in baseball it is. And this is one that I car thought was sales? really clever. Yeah, I'll bet car sales would be good. I didn't see I car sales. Head, I thought would be, like, if, if you sell 30% if of the ten, people that come if, talk to you. Every day, 10 that people would be come huge. in and I nail three of them. I'm probably doing pretty good. That would, I think that would be really big. Depending on how many people you see throughout a day, but I'll bet car salesmen. Three out of 10 would, would say probably be pretty good. That's a good, a good number. But someone said this and I thought it was really smart with songwriter. So if you had a 30% success rate, and we're obviously assuming that it's a hit song of some sort, you'd be the biggest star in the world, Uh, which that might be Taylor Swift, actually. I don't know what her success rate is if you look at all of her songs and how many of them charted. Well, we do, because that album, they talk about those records. Every song on the album charted. If every album you put out had three hits on it, Exactly. You'd be massive. Anyway, you break it down to 30%, I right. think, in songwriting, that's really good. And they said real estate agent, too, which is close it's to the car, car sales sales, thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how many people a real estate agent talks to, but if we're talking about someone, I guess, that you talk to on the phone, at least, you have contact with them, they call you, you're not reaching out to them. I don't know right. that, because I know real estate agents can send out those texts right. and everything. Yeah, but yeah. If someone calls you, if you get 30% of those people to use you as an agent and buy a house, I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Now, the one that I thought of, and I did have to dig a while, but I found it down here. I, th- I guess it would be to for be... buyers if you could get them to buy a house. I don't know if for every 10 people that listed their house with you, you only sold three of them. That right, might that be might bad. be bad, yes. Right, so yeah, I guess yes. it depends on what it's it is. The, if someone agent. calls, yeah, exactly. Then if you can get 30%, you're probably doing all right. I originally wanted to say that if you're an oncologist, maybe 30% is good, but I think I don't know what the, the truth is, is. Yeah. right, I think a lot of people, I hear these stats sometimes like, hey, you know what, the truth of the matter is, this many types of cancer are curable. Your odds of surviving cancer in general are now up to this. I hear right. those numbers a lot, and they are surprising right, and encouraging. Right, yeah. So actually, 30% might not be a good no. uh, number. Maybe if it's something a little more specific, but I'll bet that's... Thankfully, now there was a time probably in the 60s or 70s where if you had a 30% success rate with cancer. But now, I'll bet that's not... I bet I would not be shocked if they said, no, the average person who gets diagnosed with cancer, 9 out of 10 survive. Right. Or 9.9 out of 10, I don't know. And then uh, finally, someone said as a joke, and I think this is true, though, is, uh, and you could, this is not just him. They use Jim Cramer as an example. They said Jim Cramer. But I think anyone who gives you predictions on betting, which the stock market is a bet, right? So if you're. 30% is bad. You think? I do. What, what about sports betting? It'd be bad. If they're telling you this is my lock and you get 30% of them, yeah. you get if them you, right dead on? Yeah, no, I feel like those guys who 10, say this no is my way. lock, well, how many of those guys who make all this money, how many are they getting right? Because I always hear they, they, get, they have terrible numbers. I guess it's a lot about how you sell yourself and all that. But I would think if you get 30% of them, I think if you're getting 30% right, of your bets right, you're losing money. 
Yeah, I guess the thing is overall, but and these guys make their money through you paying to right, get sure. my pick. You know, that's the big scam here. There you go. But, Reed Phillips uh, says 57% is the lowest to be a winning sports better. Okay, so you got to get 57% of those bets. 30, 30 would lose you. Of money. those predictions, right? Yeah. Okay, I was thinking if you got 30% of no, them right I mean, on, people would be like, look at this said, guy. I, well, whatever. We could break like, it down. Here's all like, your bets today. If, you, if, I, if I, like. I only bet 10 team parlays and I got three of them out of 10 right, then I'd probably be making money. But just straight. 30% on your bets. Not I'm not, not talking good. about actually making money on your bets, though. I'm saying the guy who is selling the prediction, if he says, here's the picks I like today, if you went back and looked and 30% of his picks were right, it also depends on what he's picking. If it's just a straight-up win or whatever, that would be different. But if we're talking about these parlay-type bets, he's like, here's well, my I mean, picks yeah, for the course. day. I've had my three out of every day. 10 team parlays I got right. I win a lot of money. Yeah. But I don't think that's what we're talking about. Yeah, so I guess it depends on how you break it down. I'm just talking about the I think a regular picking the- games... Who's, if you're only getting thirty percent, you're you're not making any money. Right. Well, there you go. Those are the thirty percent success rates. I what don't about? Know if I'm surprised else. I didn't bring it because I think there is one other sports thing. I think if you're a defensive lineman and you have a thirty percent sack rate, well, that would be very good. Three out of every ten <laughs> that, plays you rush the quarterback, very, you sack very good. him. You're getting you probably play forty game forty plays a game. I'm guessing so. You'd have you know. They might well, retire your number after the season, I think, at 30%, game. because what's yeah. the sack record for well, you have 12 a single a game? game. So you're getting on. that every game. Every game. It's not even close. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. You'd be the best right. of all time. The Church of Lasbo. It's time to doom scroll with SlimFast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Corpies infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. All right, talk to me. All right. Uh, well, Israel, Gaza, the okay. war. Um, I mean, this is just, you know, headline right here. Israel pounding Gaza. Last I heard, at least a thousand people in Gaza had been killed. Yesterday, we talked about Biden sending ships and right, airplanes yep. and, you know, military support. They were also sending some of those uh, anti rocket defense things. So, again, I told you this yesterday. I'm not any clearer today. They seem to be getting a lot done without a Speaker of the House insofar as sending stuff over there. And today I see more stuff being sent over there and that they say lawmakers are trying to come up with some sort of plan. They they think that there needs to be more military support, a deeper military role is what they called it. I I, I don't understand exactly what they can't do without the Speaker of the House because it seems like they're doing a lot. Maybe this deeper military role is something that they would need a Speaker of the House to actually accomplish, but it seems like they're certainly giving their vocal support. I mean, Biden has been very vocal about his support for Israel. It's an act of sheer evil. More than 1,000 civilians slaughtered. I just go slaughtered. And let there be no doubt the United States has Israel's back. We will make sure the Jewish and Democratic state of Israel can defend itself today, tomorrow, as we always have. Okay, so there you go. So, and I did see someone said that they were almost surprised by his strong words of support, but that obviously they were quite happy. And I thought surprised. I don't know. I mean, I know it's a it's a delicate situation, but in my lifetime, America's had Israel's back militarily, so and politically, so yeah. So anyway, uh, I know that there is a lot of debate, and I know I've seen there's debate from within our own country and within our own Congress of what the response should be, and 
how do you handle a situation like Gaza? Because lots of civilians live there, one of the most densely populated places in the world, and a lot of civilians are going to be killed. A lot of civilians have already been killed. So what should Israel do? I don't know the answer to that. Israel is bombing the Gaza Strip relentlessly, targeting Hamas leaders, a university, and the port. Hitting the border crossing with Egypt, where Palestinians are trying desperately to get out. Power and water supplies have been cut. The people of Gaza have no choice who rules them and are already suffering. This man doing all he can to comfort his daughters. Don't be scared, he tells them. Don't be scared. Around a thousand Palestinians have been killed so far. And this is just the opening phase. Israel is now preparing to send in tanks and troops. Israel's defense minister promising a war that will change Gaza forever. A war that will change Gaza forever. I saw plenty of images this morning of those tanks with the Israeli flags rolling their right. way towards Gaza. At least that was heavily implied. He said it would change the Middle East forever. said it would change Gaza forever. I heard this morning he said Middle East. Okay. But maybe they misquoted him. Well, I mean, I'm sure Because there was something I saw the quote, and I was like, okay. Yeah, I... I I know. I started to get a little nervous. It was like that was pretty brazen to say it'll change the entire landscape of the Middle East, and it will. But it seemed brazen to say that. How far will this go, and who's going to get involved? That was the thing this morning on the news. They had people discussing what will each country do, what will each country say, what will their role be in this war? Because they're saying it sounds like they agree with. Israel, that this thing is just getting started, and it's going to be big, and it's going to be bad, and that other countries will get involved. Obviously, the United States is involved. What will countries like China do? What will countries like Russia do? What will these countries in the region do? What will Saudi Arabia do? I got to tell you, man, when you wake up, and look, the people over there are living it. They are being slaughtered. They've been living it for years in fear and and tensions high. I get it. I am extremely lucky to be in a, a position, in a situation where I turn on the news in the morning, and I go, ah, it's 8.30 in the morning. It's too early for this. G- give me another half hour. You know, I have the luxury to do that. But, but it is. It's scary and it's depressing. Of and I don't know any of the answers. I'm not smart. Lazo, Mary Lou Retton, did you see this story about her? This is non-Israel no, news. I loved her when I was a kid. Of course. Mary Lou Retton was, I mean, that I can think of for sure, she was the first celebrity. Now, I'm not saying that she was the first. I know that there were others. But in my lifetime, she was the first celebrity Olympian, especially a celebrity Olympian who wasn't, you know, a boxer or like Mike Tyson or someone that comes up like that. And I think I could be wrong because by the time Mary Lou Retton did her thing, I was just I was an infant or a baby. But when I was a little kid, Mary Lou Retton was in commercials. She was on uh, she was in movies. She was in Scrooge. She was on the cover of the Wheaties box off Mm -hmm. and on for a long time. So. I was familiar with her. I knew her name. She was referenced in pop culture all the time. In my mind, I kind of felt like Mary Lou Retton changed how America watches gymnastics. Like suddenly they were excited about women's gymnastics, and this was a big thing. Maybe they were just as excited before. I don't know. Like I said, I was a baby. My generations, and I'm not saying that they were the same at all, but my generations, Mary Lou Retton was, uh, what was her name? Carrie Strug. Remember the girl who landed on the busted knee? And then the coach had oh, to yeah, carry yeah, her yeah, off. Right, yep. That was a big deal. That was kind of our generations. But Mary Lou Retton was the Wheaties box girl. She yes, was everywhere. And so she's an American hero. She's an American icon. She's, right, sure. Uh, can you, I don't, maybe hero's not the right word, but she's a legend. Right. She's American a sports, sports icon. Legend, for sure. All those things. And she, you know, the American flag, always wearing the American flag, the American flag always behind her. She was a national 
symbol of pride. Yes. Now she has a GoFundMe page because she's having health issues? Like, could there what? be anything more really? ridiculous <laughs> than having this person who's been on the cover of a Wheaties box and people have talked about for years and she won gold in the Olympics for her country, the richest country, and now she's got pneumonia and they're saying, hey, here's a... a, a it's not, I don't know if it was an actual GoFundMe page, but it was a fundraising page to raise money for. I'm so confused. Nearly 40 years ago, at the 1984 Olympics in L.A., Mary Lou Retton vaulted her way into America's heart. The then 16-year-old becoming the first U.S. woman to win gold in the all-around, catapulting her to superstardom with commercials and sponsorship deals. Even playing Tiny Tim in the big screen film Scrooged, and more recently competing on Dancing with the Stars. But this morning, the legendary gymnast is reportedly hospitalized with a very rare form of pneumonia, according to a crowdfunding post by her daughter, McKenna Kelly, who writes in part, Mary Lou is fighting for her life. She is not able to breathe on her own. She's been in the ICU for over a week now. Right. Okay, now I know that there are war veterans in this country who don't get the health care that right, they deserve, right? And that's obviously a huge issue. But this is just one of those things where you would think that you wouldn't want this yeah, they, getting uh, out there. They've raised $250,000. Yeah, I was just looking. It says, we asked that if you help, can you pray in any way? And two, if you could help us with finances for the hospital bill. Yeah, Spot Fund. It's not GoFundMe. It's SpotFund.com. And they've now raised $264,000. How, right. how is this not it. a symbol mm-hmm. of... Right, here's your Olympic athlete, America's not sweetheart, being a good thing. dying yes. in the hospital and can't afford treatment. She has to crowdfund hospital bills. Unreal. It's absolutely unreal. It's one thing if I'm like, yo, I, I've got this really bad pneumonia, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to afford these hospital bills, and I set up a GoFundMe. That's bad. That's you would really think, bad. like, as a citizen of this country, that we would take care of one and figure that out, other than just putting, like you say, the mason jar out right. at Dairy Queen. But this right. is that Mary can't Lou Retton. That health care plan, but it is. It is. We've and just this taken is the mason jar out of the Dairy Queen and put it online. Yes, this is That's proof. That's it. This is proof. And for those people who say, oh, well, but people come from you know, all over the world to have surgeries here and things. because yeah, sure, they can afford rich, it. They can afford it. But I just want you to know Mary Lou Retton can't afford it. <laughs> right. Okay? And she was on the cover of a Wheaties box. That's crazy. She's a celebrity. She is a sports legend. An Olympic sports legend. She is an American legend. And not that... Long ago? This should, but uh, No, I'm saying this should be something that everyone can get. That's what I'm if saying. You're dying of There's pneumonia, no nuance right, there. Yes. right. Everyone should get it's it. It's easy to understand. And to me, at least this puts some imagery to it yes. as her, you know, winning gold medals or whatever she did and, you know, wearing the American flag. She's now dying. And can't and we're afford like, yeah, her hospital bills. I mean, boy. Bernie should absolutely pick up this yes. and use it as a, a rallying cry. Look at this. You think the system works Look at this. Isn't that insane? I could not believe that. I thought th- it was clear that they were going to say something was wrong with her health-wise, which I had not heard. I didn't know if they were saying that she was close to death. And then I see them pop up this picture in the article of a crowdfunding website where they're trying to raise money for her hospital bills. I could not believe it. Uh, all right. You know what? Actually, let's take a break there. We'll okay. come back, and we'll uh, finish Doomscoring here in just a couple minutes. Okay. The Church of Laszlo. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time to doom scroll with SlimFast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Corpies infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo, yo! Alright, doom scroll some more, baby. Uh, Afghanistan was hit by a horrible earthquake the other day. I saw. I mean, I don't know anything about earthquakes. Shocking, but it looked bad. And then they get hit with the second one. I've never lived in an earthquake area except when we lived in Seattle, Seattle right? and we'd have those minor ones. I, I, when's the last time there was a big earthquake in the United States? I can't even think. I mean, the the, the San Francisco one is always the one that comes I to mind, the right? Series one, yeah, yeah. So, but this was bad, but I guess what happened was because when you have an earthquake, they say everyone get out of these buildings, get to a safer ground, and don't be inside these structures because we could have a follow-up earthquake. I didn't know that that was a thing. I know there's yeah, aftershocks. to do that? I, I don't know. In our buildings in Seattle, they would talk about that. Like an aftershock, though, right? Yeah. I would think that would come right after. The, the idea of like a day later, you're oh, still in no. the buildings, I don't know. But anyway, I guess a lot of people's lives were saved because they'd gotten out of these structures. Another powerful earthquake shook western Afghanistan overnight, just days after one in the same region killed more than 2,000 people. Today's quake was a magnitude 6.3, equal to the one that struck on Saturday. Hundreds of homes that survived the earlier disaster collapsed this morning. However, officials say initial casualty figures appear to be low because people had been living in tents this week, afraid to stay inside any buildings of the strong. I guess if you have a six-point whatever earthquake and all these buildings start collapsing, you would be a little scared to be inside a structure after that. Inside your house, you'd stay in a tent for a while. I saw something the other day. You remember the uh, tsunami that hit Japan and hit the Fukushima power plant? I remember actually where I was when that news hit. We were doing a we were doing a concert at a bar, and I remember getting uh, people were getting updates on their phone that this nuclear power plant in Japan had just been knocked offline by this uh, what do they call it tsunami. Oh, I was, yeah, I I was watching something about that tsunami the other day, and they have the whatever that group is NOAA that does the National Oceanic whatever. Okay. They're the ones who measure that stuff, I think, and uh, they were saying that. That earthquake that happened in the ocean was registered at a nine point something. They said that was the highest meter, as at least, earthquake that had ever been recorded, a nine point something. Because I was thinking, 
what's really bad, I don't know anything about earthquakes, is a five point something, you feel it, a six point something, things are really shaking. No, apparently anything over four is bad. Uh, anything over six is really bad, which okay. is what happened in Afghanistan, a six point something. And that one that sent that tsunami towards Japan was a nine point something. Okay. That's pretty crazy, right? I've never been, other than those little tiny tremors. Yeah, I think it goes okay. to 10 is the highest. And I've never been in anything other than that time that we had the little. Remember, someone's like, see, yeah. look, the picture's moving. I don't, don't like, remember. I don't know that I really feel that. I have had a thing where I've been at home and I was like, what was that feeling? And then I see people on social media saying, that there was an earthquake, but I'm always skeptical. Like, mm. was that just an explosion somewhere? Right, yeah, or, I'm not are sure. they are they are they fracking somewhere or mining something? I don't know if I believe in that. But when I was a kid, we had some guy who claimed to be an expert. I was way too little to know what his area of expertise was, but he had told everyone that there was going to be this massive earthquake in Kansas City. It was going to be like down the middle of the country. We live on some fault, and then it was due. And he predicted what day it was going to happen. And he was telling people that they shouldn't be sending kids to school, as if this guy could predict this. But, you know, when you don't know anything about something and someone else is telling you they do, I'm a gullible person because I try not to lie like that. Yeah, they didn't cancel school or anything, but the teacher was like, happy earthquake day. And I'm I'm in first grade, I think. And we were scared because they had been telling us leading up to this, this is what he says is going to happen. This is what we would have to do. We'd have to get out of the buildings because it never happened. So I do think about that sometimes. They're like, well, we're about 35 years overdue for that earthquake. You know what I mean? That guy predicted it. Yeah, he was definitely wrong. But as a little kid, you trust adults. You know, you think if this guy claimed he's an expert, he must be a scientist. I think it was a good lesson. Did you see the story about the cop in Atlanta who... The, the, he was called there. There was an accident, right? So someone calls the police. There's a, you get in an accident. Sometimes you think, I need the police. Sometimes you don't. But your insurance company may tell you, hey, you need to call the police because we well, need to figure out who's at fault here. So this guy in Atlanta, he's a deacon. He calls the police. Police officer shows up. The police officer, I, if I'm reading this correctly, puts this thing together and basically says, all right, well, you know what? You're at fault. So the guy who called the police, to so the deacon, you need to sign this thing. And he's like, I am not signing that thing. Now, I don't know what the rules are when they get to that point, when a cop says sign here. I've never thought about saying I refuse to sign. I don't know what right, they do. I don't do think they, that's right. Do they take you to jail? No, I'm not admitting fault here. I don't even know if that's what you're doing. I know when you get a ticket, they say, this is not an admission of guilt. Do you have a right, court date? Sure. Blah, blah, blah. This is just saying you will show up. But what happens when you get an accident and you sign that thing? I feel like you are admitting that you're at fault. And the insurance companies will be like, well, it's, it's certainly harder to get out yes. of it, I would think. Yes. So he doesn't want to sign it. So what does the cop do? He beats him down. He tases him, and right. the taser uh, sends this guy into cardiac arrest and oh. kills him. Yeah. But this is not all that we're looking for. We want justice. Johnny Hallman had called police to the scene in August when the car he was driving had a collision. Police on the scene cited Hallman for causing the accident. But when Hallman declined to sign the citation, Police say Officer Kieran Kimbrough used a taser on the motorist, sending him into cardiac arrest, according to an autopsy. Okay, so they're saying that is the cause of death. I mean, he died, and they're saying that is what caused Was it. Was he getting that, violent? With that's what I want to know. The cop was fired, though, so that makes me wonder. They, I mean, the guy, you know, he's not like a super imposing figure. No. I know they're calling him big, but he, he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who's taking swings at you, but I don't know. You know, I, I, I wasn't there, but even if he was, they're saying that this cop is not supposed to do any of that until he has another officer there to witness Well, yeah, it, that would make sense. Which makes sense. I don't see no, I cops... I think the cop could subdue that guy without tasing him. I mean, I like the idea of tasing him instead of shooting him, but... 
Right, it's a 62-year-old band. Right, what are we doing here? I'm not saying that 62 is old, old, but I, I'm guessing this cop, is, that a cop should, that a be, cop able should be able to put him in cuffs if he needs right. to. Not every 62-year-old man, but that 62-year-old man for sure. Yeah, and I just don't understand. And what's the big deal What's if you the let big him deal? Go? That's the problem. Right, you write the ticket, he says, I'm not going to sign. You're like, well, then stay here. You wait for your buddies to come. If he gets in his car and takes off, well, you know. So what? I know there's instances where it's a big deal. When they say, if the person says no to you, it is a big deal. If the person doesn't comply, it is a big deal. This does not seem like this is one of those instances. No. The person says no, then okay, let him go. And I have honestly never thought of this scenario before. I got in an accident last year, and it's an intersection where I know every day coming home, I think, all right, am I going to get in an accident today? Because it's, there's, a, there's people that are waiting to make a left turn coming the opposite direction, and... For whatever reason, they just don't see you. There's accidents there every single day. Okay. And so on my way home, I was like, don't let it be me. Don't let it be me. And last year, sure enough, eventually, as, and I'm, I get close enough. I'm like, all right, that person's not going to turn. I'm too close now. They're not going to attempt it. And then she turns. She just didn't see me at all. And oh, she turns like behind a right in front something? of me. Well, so I'm in the right lane. It's one of these intersections where you got two lanes of traffic going each way. And the left lane on both sides is always backed up because the left lane going both directions is always oh, so trying to make a left see turn. You, she, she can't, can't see, see around, around those oncoming cars because here we come and she's just not used to the intersection. People who are used to it, no. Guaranteed there's going to be cars coming. I'll have to wait for a yellow. It's one of those things, too, where there's accidents every day and you think, they should change this. This yeah. is not working. They, they should obviously do something. And people will run into the uh, light poles and knock them over at least once a week. I'm not exaggerating here. There's repairs going on there constantly. But when I got in the accident, we contacted. We both had the same insurance. And we contacted the insurance company. And they said, you don't need to contact the police because it was minimal damage. Her car had some sure. damage. But mine wasn't so bad. She's admitting fault, whatever. You've got a little thing on your app. Okay, fine. I'm under the impression that if we both had the same insurance company, my insurance company says, yeah, it was her fault. She told us the same story you did, which makes it her fault. I think my insurance won't go up, right? I my insurance went way up. Yeah, because I think they're no fault. Oh, yeah. You said about- that before. I thought, I've never heard of that with insurance. I thought if it's not your fault, then why would your insurance go up? I see those commercials sometimes like, hey, you know, we won't raise your rates for an accident. And I'm like, I assume that they're talking about for an accident that's someone else's fault. I think fault they're because no fault states. So for your insurance covers you and my insurance covers me. Right, I mean, and if we'd had different insurance, my insurance could still cover me. But if it was her fault, her, inc- just, her insurance... That's how it is in Michigan, for sure. Her insurance, you're, but you get insurance at the minimum. I know the state law requires a minimum is that you have insurance right. to insure other people. That's what your insurance is for. Then if you've got a loan on your car or whatever, and the bank says, no, you need full coverage, well, now you're insuring yourself. But to be legal on the road, you're supposed to be basically insuring me, the other driver. So her insurance should have paid for it. And I know we got the same company, but raise her rates, not mine. I don't know. We should ask that uh, insurance guy. That insurance mm-hmm. guy you gave me, by the way, I mean, I've known that, we've known that guy for a while. He's been a listener for years, mm-hmm. but he's not messaging me back. Oh, no. You got all your insurance done with him like before work one day, didn't you? I can't get I got a lot of it done. If you're listening, Josh, please, I sent you my number. Text me. I'd like (laughs) to do something. Yes. It's been like a year of this insanely high insurance rate because of that accident. And, you know, okay, so here you go. No fault car insurance is different from at fault car insurance. In at fault state, the driver who who caused the accident pays for the injuries and property damage to others. This is also called tort liability insurance system, and it means. That in these states, you can make a claim with the at-fault driver's insurance to cover the cost of your medical bills and injuries. Okay. No fault. There are 12 no-fault insurance states where drivers have to have personal injury protection and have limited right to sue the other drivers after a crash. 
Well, um, this says this has no fault states with no fault car insurance laws. Florida, Kansas, Kansas yeah. Hawaii, Massachusetts, Minnesota, Michigan. Where you're from? So it's just New not Jersey, Missouri. New York, North Dakota, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I did not know that was a thing no, so until you Kansas mentioned it one too. time, and I still forget because you've mentioned this before. But yeah, it's always been you have to insure the other driver if it, because if it's your fault, you're going to have to pay for it. And then if you want the extra insurance to cover yourself, go for it. And then a bank might say, "Hey, you got a loan on this car, so you have to cover your car too," and they require. It. But the law to be legal on the road. Is that you have liability okay, so to cover other in people? And a no-fault state, the driver who caused the damage to your car still has to pay for repairs or replacement. Okay. Uh, the no-fault rules apply to injury claims, not property damage. Ah, okay. So it's still the same in an accident, which is what we had. It was mm-hmm. a fender bender or whatever, and it's an accident. In my mind, it's her fault. Why did my insurance rate go up? But it, it went up. Well, it, you still have to pay your own insurance deductible. Yes. Right. Yeah. I knew that, that you had to pay your own deductible. I could see that being a thing, too, where they say in other states you don't have to pay the deductible, but I never thought of it before. But, yeah, I knew you had to pay your deductible. I just thought if it wasn't your fault, your insurance wasn't supposed to go up. Michael Jackson, do you remember that guy? No. He was a pop star. Uh, He was in a group called the Jackson 5. They were brothers. He was the youngest brother. A talented family. Uh, Dad got them all into show business. Uh, little sister actually went on to become a big star on her own. She would do stuff with the the boys sometimes at Jackson 5. And then when they got older, Michael Jackson got really famous. Really? Probably the most famous pop star uh, of all time. And then, uh, you know, everything he did was big news. And one of the big news things that he had... I listen to music. Yeah, he would, he would sleep in, like, you know, the rumors where he slept in a... a what are those called? Cryogenic chambers? Cryogen- Hyperbaric? Hyperbaric chamber? Yeah, I guess he wasn't freezing himself. Well, maybe he was. Uh, he had a pet chimpanzee that was really? That's in, cool. in the tabloids a lot. Bubbles, Sounds I, awesome. I think was its name. Yeah, he did a lot of stuff that made the news. He, his, his appearance seemed to change quite drastically over the years. His skin got a lot lighter. His nose got a lot thinner. He was like a different person. You know, Lazo, you know Adam Ant. Yeah. He, he, he totally uh, mimicked that. He actually asked, I've read that he asked Adam Ant permission to, to jack that style of this, the, you know, oh, okay, sailor's sure. coat, the captain coat. Okay. Yeah. And he was real famous. He did, this, he did like a moonwalk where he'd slide his feet. Lots of people do that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Hell of a thing. Okay, that's him. I know so what you're talking about. one of the big incidents was he was a, a spokesperson for Pepsi. He did Pepsi commercials in the 80s. Okay. And his hair caught on fire while shooting one of those commercials. Too much hairspray mixed with sparks, and it was a big deal. Um, you know, Michael Jackson was on fire. It was a huge, huge deal. That, those commercials are really infamous, and in those commercials, he was wearing a leather jacket. You don't remember the commercial or the jacket at all? He changed his song to be a Pepsi song. Does this melody sound familiar at all? I mean, the, the words have been changed for the commercial. So, the original, he said, Billy Jean is not my... Is that, oh, I saw a spark. Maybe something... I I know who, I know this because that in um, Hard Knocks... Okay. He yeah. did, right? And the Detroit Lions won. The guy did a cover. This became really go. popular. There you go. The Billy right. Jean cover from Hard Knocks. Yeah, now, that's I remember. There's it. a way so, to yeah, get yeah, Lazo through. Yeah, so the jacket that he was wearing in this music video, or in these commercials, is up for auction. I would really like to have it if you're... Thinking of an early Christmas gift, I think it'd be a cool thing to have. But I've read that it's going to go from anywhere from about two hundred thousand dollars to half a million dollars for the jacket. So, eh, it's a lot. But I know it's less to you, maybe. So it's just something to how much to think fifty million? No, they said anywhere from low two hundreds to half a million. But that's their guess. But a lot of times when they guess, it ends up going a lot higher. I think I could buy that jacket for you. I could save Mary Lou Retton. Yeah, true. I'll get you a jacket. Oh, thank you. 
the Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. Uh, what does it mean if you say to someone, or I guess if you just use the phrase, out of pocket? What, what do you think when you hear out of pocket? If someone were to say, well, two that things. dude's out of pocket. Okay. Yeah, that guy is uh, behaving uh, not in a way that uh, the people in charge of him would like. Yes. Okay, so what if I said to you, what if I called you this morning and said, I'm out of pocket today? What, what would you think that means? I mean, it would be abnormal for certain. I don't think you would ever hear oh, me say that. But pocket. if I said, I'm going to be out of pocket today. Oh, that would mean that you're off the grid. I didn't know this. Yeah, of course. It, 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 so if you say I'm out of pocket, yeah, I'm, out of pocket like, today. I'm not. Yeah. You're not gonna be able to get a hold of I mean, me. You know, yeah, you can't just. I'm not, right. Yeah. Okay. So they say that Gen Z has another definition for out of pocket. They're making fun of millennials for using the phrase, and like this guy on TikTok, I guess his boss is a millennial and says that she uses it. My boss. Every time she's gonna be out of the office for a portion of the day, not the whole day, but like for a, a, a doctor's appointment or something. She'll say, so I'm going to be out of pocket today from one to two. And it just cracks me up every time because it's like, what you going to get up to, girl? Okay, so they're saying that out of pocket means you're going to get crazy, which I don't use the, the phrase at all, okay? Okay. But, so but before reading this this morning, last night if, if I heard this and someone said, I'm going to be out of pocket, my guess would be that it means you're not going to be behaving normally. Oh, You're, you're no. going to be, Mm-mm. I don't know if I would say crazy or, or unhinged. They used unhinged. But you're not going to be following the rules today. So, so, but the first definition of he's out of pocket, you agreed. I'm just using that both times is what I'm doing, right? Right, Because yeah, yeah. I'm saying if I hear, and that's what Gen Z is doing, well, it depends correct? On what it would be, yeah, it would depend on the situation, of course. If my boss sent an email and said, hey, I'm going to be out of pocket, I wouldn't think, oh, she's getting crazy. No, but I wouldn't I'd know. I, I would honestly be confused. I would know exactly. You would. See, I would be totally confused if she sent right, us an email that said, like, I'll be out of pocket back, today. Bitch back in pocket. Right. That's what I would think, though. I'd be like, whoa, did someone hack her email? And no. they're trying to make fun of her? Like, this bitch right. is out of no, pocket. No, but yeah, out of pocket. So do your kids use that? Well, what if you had to pay for something and insurance didn't cover it? How would you pay? Out of pocket. So okay, that, yeah, so, so all those make sense Right. Out of pocket, paying out of pocket, like literally I'm going to pay out of pocket because they're not going to cover it. I'm going to have to cover this up front. That's like the original definition, right? And Merriam-Webster, the definition, the first one is about money. It's out-of-pocket expenses like your insurance. Uh, But then they talk about how there's other ways to use it. And I would think the only other way to use it is when you say, you need to get back in pocket. You need to get your employees back in pocket. You need to get your friends back in pocket. Whatever it is, that's that's what it means. I've never heard it be used as, I'm going to be off the grid today. So I guess, I don't know, maybe Gen Z uses it uh, they must use it enough that they're all laughing about it, think this is hilarious that a millennial is sending emails saying, I'll be out of pocket today. I've never heard it. But Laszlo's saying he would know. I would know. And you yeah, wouldn't think it's crazy. In the context of where it's coming, no. Yeah, you wouldn't think it's crazy well, I'm going to be out of pocket, of course. For the boss to say, I've heard it a million times. I'll be out of pocket today. Yeah. You've heard it a million times? Yeah. In that context? Yeah. So maybe I have, and I just didn't even notice because I really don't remember someone saying that. I, out-of-pocket expenses, we'll put that aside. Of course, that's obvious. But the only other out-of-pocket I can think of is when someone is not in line, right? They're not behaving in line. Yeah. They're, they're, and but I've never Jesus heard, heard I've actually never, probably never heard it say they're acting out-of-pocket. I've heard it more like 
you better get that bitch back in pocket. Well, that's I've yeah, never, right. That's but I've never more, heard it say that way. To be honest with you, to say like they're out of they're pocket. out of pocket. He's out of pocket. Yeah. I, the truth is, I don't hear it that often anyway. The fact that they're laughing about this and think it's so funny. But you say that if someone sent you an email saying I'll be out of pocket today, you would understand that. Okay, fine. I don't get it. When's the last time you got a text message or read something and it was a term where you're like, I don't. I'm gonna have to look that up. And you were a little embarrassed. You felt a little old. I'm sure there's been more. I'm sure it's happened with my kids a couple of times. I've right. asked them, but I don't know. Well, well you can just ask them, I guess. Yeah. And say, what's I that mean? What the hell does that mean? So you would just do that? See, I feel like if I was dad and they said something, I'd look it up first. No, I'd act like I mean, I what are you talking like, about? Yeah, it's not what my kids to think I'm a total square over here. I think the, the last time I remember it distinctively, like I, I, I had never heard it before, was the first time. This was a long time ago, but the first time someone texted me, bet, B-E-T. Hmm. My, my niece would do it. And like the first time she said it, I honest to God thought it was a typo. I was like, oh, why did she type bet? Or maybe she didn't mean to send anything at all. And she accidentally hit a predictive text thing and just hit send. Then I noticed that she was using it and she would say bet. And I was like, boy, I, I have not heard this yet. I mean, there's the first time for everything. I wasn't in school, right? right? By the time she saying it, I was in my 30s. So I'd never heard it before. And... I looked it up, realized that it meant cool. Okay. And then it became, it was like it was everywhere after that. Right. Maybe I'd been hearing it before that and I had to have heard it before that and not picked up on right. it. But I remember that moment being like, I've never heard this. And she's using it with me. That means she knows I'm way old. She knows I'm a lot older than her. But she's thinking this word is so common that he'll understand it. I'm sure he uses it. It didn't dawn on her like, I'm not going to try and use hip lingo with this old man. It was so obvious to her. It was just bet. But right. I will say, as, as common as that's become, there is an age limit on it. You can't say it. We can't say bet. I don't know what the cutoff is. I don't think that. It's a, to me, it's just a shorter version of bet on it. Hey, right. will you be here tomorrow? Bet on it. Like, to me, it's not that odd. But I don't. You, we've had this cool discussion before, and you always make it seem like it's such a weird. That just sounds to me like if I just if you, said bet on it. If you're going to use it, you as can bet, on, bet it. on it. They've just shortened it. They shortened you can bet on it to bet. Like, will it doesn't you, seem that crazy. Will you be there tomorrow? Bet. Okay, like you bet, I get it. Right, you bet, that's right. it. But when you're just using it as cool, which is what my niece and other people I see now do all the time. That's like, cool, 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 bet, bet, bet. Like, all right, I'll see, it, I'll see you tomorrow. Right, bet on it. That, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't need to use it then. Cool is obviously the, the word of my right. generation. And if I use bet, it does feel forced. Yeah, you bet have kids, doesn't sound weird You have me. kids, so you can use this stuff and laugh about it. Right. And they can make fun of you. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, Right. Then they'll call you out on it and you'd be like, ha ha, yeah, whatever. You guys are idiots for saying it in the first place, right? But to just text someone and put it in writing. But it seems say, like there's bet. so many other things that I would be concerned I just can't about think texting. Of other ones. Right. Oh, for sure. I, there's a lot of stuff I wouldn't say. Right. Just like apparently them using out of pocket. I don't know that. So I, I wouldn't well, say. But that seems it. odd that you don't know that. Hey, Snow Cone, if I said, hey, uh, tomorrow uh, we work together and I send you an email and you say, hey, just so you know, tomorrow I'm going to be out of pocket, what would you think? God, I have no idea. Uh, really? Yeah, I've never heard it used like that before. I've never you're heard it. Out of po- I would think you're going to be out of sorts, maybe? Right, like you act like crazy. Heard, or, oh, like, you're not in I, line? I'm not going to be around. I'm going to be out of pocket. I'm not going to be reachable. No. Yeah, I, I've I, never I, heard I it never like that. I guess you're not going to be reachable. But it must be common enough. Lazo knows it, and he says he would understand. Absolutely. It. It's like, you know, uh, I'm feeling sick, so I'm not going to be my full self tomorrow. Out of, that would be out of sorts. Out of sorts, right? Yeah. But that's what I would. That's what I'm You're saying. You're trying to put it that's together. It when you hear out of pocket, other than out of pocket expenses, what do you think? You think he's out of pocket? She's out of pocket? I think they're get your, uh, act, it, acting uh, beyond the norm. They're not acting like, right. 
what they, societal standards are. Yeah. Okay. So that's 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 like hey, like you need to calm down. You need to cool right. it. You're yeah. Acting, exactly. You know. You're acting out of that. That person's out of pocket. And I'm with Lazo. You wouldn't say I've never said to someone. No. You're acting out of pocket. You say it to somebody else like, hey man. Yeah, you're you get your friend back in pocket. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's going to get right, fired if he doesn't way. keep it up. Well, it yeah. seems so odd. Like, I've, yeah, of course. Maybe it's just an older term. That Maybe it is, now. out of the office. I mean, they're saying it's because, millennials yeah, I'm out doing of pocket. That. Apparently, I should know. I'll be out of pocket tomorrow. The Gen Zers are saying millennials use it all the time, and they're laughing about it when they, they're saying they'll be gone. But to Gen Zers, it means you're going to be acting crazy. So that's yeah, why that guy's laughing, saying, what are you going to get up to, girl? Yeah, there's. I'm sure there's so many of them, I can't think of them off the top of my head. But there's so many things that I wouldn't attempt to use. It's even down to like emojis. When the laughing, crying face got switched by kids to the skull, I didn't switch to the skull. Oh, right. You know, right, I get right. it. You're dead. You're laughing. Whatever. Okay. Right. Well, I now it's just a crying face. But I still use Whatever. The, the point yeah, is the I never changed. No, but it's not the laughing, crying face. It's the crying face. Yes, it's the crying face. Yeah. I never switched to any of those. I just stuck with I know. the same it's my crying number one laughing. Use. It's always I'll just there. use that because I'm afraid that as soon as I try and use one of those other things, people are going to think, well, yeah, well, that's right. so lame. Right. Why would you do that? That's so lame. And th- what the weird thing is there could be certain, I guess, interactions or certain relationships where maybe you, like at work, if there's some record uh, rep or some band or you know manager or whatever, and they're talking to you and they seem real cool and hip and they use it, then you might because they don't know you. I so this use is a bag. this is a clean slate, right? So they don't know you. They're using this stuff. Then maybe you can be like, well, they don't know what a dork I've been my entire yeah, life. So my thing is like, if you, I don't. I'm just saying maybe then you could. I know, but my thing is like, there's nothing wrong with cool. Right. People say cool all the time, exactly. so I'll just use that. Exactly. I'll just say cool. Well, you don't have to chase it. No, bet I'm not going to do it. I've never texted it I, th- I did text it once as a joke honestly just to see how it feels let me see what kind of response and? i get here there was no response it was just like yeah i think they just thought and he said bet no big deal but i got a big kick out of it and i told brooke about it she's like don't ever do that again i was like all right so anyway i think uh i think that's a wrap last that's week. it we're that's, done that's the end of the show oh, well, good show michael jackson yeah stay positive kids we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.